Talking a little Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, and Andre Cisco. In fact, Trayvon's going to talk to you. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am your host, Tony Wiggins, host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listener. Reminding you that we are also free to subscribe to on YouTube at our Locked On Jaguars YouTube page. Wherever you get your audio podcast, make sure you tap in so you don't miss an episode. Shout out to my everydayers. What is going on? What's happening with you guys? And to new listeners, if you're new to the channel, you won't be new. Come back tomorrow because you'll be here twice. Uh, glad to have you, though. Hopefully, you guys will uh, like enjoy the enjoy the podcast enough to come back and see us again. Um, talking Trayvon Walker, man. Big, 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 big year expected out of him. Uh, I went to OTAs. First thing I noticed is that he is extremely felt is is that a word that i can use he's always been in really good shape but you can tell he's actually put some work in and uh he still just looks different he looks different than everybody else out there on that field man so kudos to him for doing whatever he did to take care of his body in the off season man because i'm telling you it really really appears that it worked uh, i'm expecting a big year from him i think he's going to be uh fabulous this season for the jacksonville jaguars uh, I think he knows he has to. Um, you'll hear in the statement that he made, though, when I asked him, he just wanted to just sometimes chase the quarterback and get out of scheme, and he said something very, very interesting. That's actually going to make you like him a lot more. All right, we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about Josh Allen not being at OTAs, which I, you know, I, I'm not terribly concerned about it, but for where this team is, if you read the room, you would expect that Josh would have shown up uh, with what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, this not, to me, in my opinion, it's not just about him not working out here and the team being comfortable with it. He, he's due for, to make $10 million on his fifth year option. I think it's a, it's a play for money to make the team look at themselves and see what it looks like without him out there. And uh, I don't know how well that's going to play out. We're going to talk about Andre Cisco in, in segment three because he looks like he did getting in the gym and getting all yoked up kind of made me jealous a little young fella walking around with those guns like that yesterday so and how that'll benefit the jaguars but first and foremost trayvon walker man i think he's going to have a huge year by the way shout out to mama walker i told trayvon to tell his mom uh his, his lovely mother hello i'm gonna say it because she listens to the podcast every day hey mama how you doing all right uh trayvon said she listens to everything bro. so uh we want to make sure that we stay on point with that and uh Thank Miss Walker, Mama Walker, Mrs. Walker. Thank Mama Walker and Pops Walker too. Um, but yeah, I just think the kid's gonna have a big year. I think you're gonna like the way this this sounds too. In fact, let me just get ready to play it for you. I ain't gonna sit here and beat around the bush. This is my interview yesterday with Jaguars second year edge Trayvon Walker. 
All right, Locked On Jaguars, Tony Wiggins here recording with Trayvon Walker. Trayvon, what's going on, man? Living, breathing, another day, Living another dollar. All right. Getting better. All right, so last year, your rookie year, how did you feel about it when you exited after uh, the last game you guys played? When you assess how you played your rookie year, what do you think? Uh, with me, for the standard that I hold myself to, I feel like, you know, it was something that I still left out there on the field, but as the season progressed along, I feel like I kind of got better, and I was learning from the things that I was making mistakes on early in the season. I know I had a few penalties, mischievous penalties, but I feel like just the type of player I am that just come with the game sometimes, just cut it out in critical situations, but I still feel like I have, you know what I'm saying, I still have some work to do, which I'm going to do, and I feel like I'm getting better. With all the noise that you, I don't know if you heard it, but it's not getting sacks, it's not getting sacks, but Doug told us you were playing well. Was there ever a time when it tempted you to just say, forget about scheme, let me go chase the quarterback to ease up some of that? I never said forget the scheme. Right, right. I mean, I, I, I want to keep my job so I know to have my job. I got to do what, what's, what I'm putting the scheme to do. And if that's, you know what I'm saying? It's obviously to get sacks, but I, I hope to contribute way beyond sacks. Right. Um, did you work with anybody on your own in the offseason, any, any known rep? I don't want to name the names, but did you work with anyone on your own to try to get you to disengage and get out uh, of the quarterback? Yeah, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I worked with Brandon Tucker while I was out at uh, Texas training. That's who I mainly worked with. But I, like, like I said, I like to put in work on my own. Like, really, not too many people know my body and know my moves, how I know what I need to work on. Yeah, okay. All right, we're looking forward to it this year. More hands down or standing up or can't sit? Same. Same. Same line. We, we getting it done. Whatever they need me to do. Whatever, yep. Whenever that we come around, that's what I'm going to do. I'm a team guy. All right, two in a row for Georgia. People don't get three in a row. Talk to me. What, what's going on? Certain people don't get <laughs> three in a row. You got to be an actual dog to get three in a row. You got to be a dog? You got to be a dog. Oh, oh, a Seminole. We, 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 uh, we might break that streak a little bit. See, you said what you said before that. You said you ain't, ain't nobody ever did three in a row. Right, right. But you got to be a dog in order to All right. Cook it. Well, good luck to them and good luck to you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate All right. That. All right, a little Trayvon Walker, the Jacksonville Jaguars second-year player. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed uh, that uh, interview. There was a little bit of noise there, but that noise was because we were at training camp, of course. And there were other people being interviewed and horse playing around, but you heard what the man said. The man said, I ain't going to get out of doing the skin because I won't keep my job, and I'm going to do what they ask me to do. So, uh, so for all of y'all that get upset that he's not tracking the quarterback the way he took the responsibility for that. He said, you know, I got to do better. It's it sacks, but there's more to it than just the sack. There's a lot of other things. And I'm going to do what they asked me to do within the scheme. But he says, I'll never, ever get away from the scheme. And you like to hear that because that tells you that guys aren't selfish, that guys are going to do the things that's required to now we had somebody here before they did their own thing a little bit and that's never a good thing when a player decides okay well i don't like what they asked me to do so i'm going to do something else well that's a recipe for disaster because when you do that even if you're right you're wrong because it's not going to work and you just can't do that so i like the way he sounded i like the way he looked on the field i like the way he commanded things about josh allen not being there he looked like the absolute flat out leader of the game and you know you can always tell who the alpha is uh, of a group and uh, he does not shy away from it so I, I expect Trayvon Walker to have a huge huge year in 2013. All right we'll get to more of that talk a little Josh Allen too 
and why I'm probably a little bit more disturbed than the average person uh, that Josh is not here uh, this offseason. I'm going to tell you why I think he's not here. I'll do all of that in just a second here. On Locked on Jaguars, first I have to let you know about Built Bar, man. Built Bar and Built Period is the absolute best. If you're looking for healthy snacks that taste amazing and you're trying to make sure that you watch your figure, then Built Bar and Built Puffs is the way to go. What makes them so good and special is they're made with 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And usually after I say that, I don't have to explain anything else, but I got to take it a step further and tell you about the macros. It's only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Pre post-workout, it'll be great for you. We've been telling you go to built.com and you can still do that because there's a lot of goodness on that website. But you can also go to your local Walmart in the pharmacy section and get a four-bar box or go to Sam's Club if you're there and get a 13-bar box. So Sam's and Walmart, your local, your, your local neighborhood stores have built now. And you can also check in every now and then with built.com to make sure you stay in tune with all of the specials. It's built.com. And I'm Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars, welcoming welcoming you back. Uh, I know you didn't go anywhere though, but uh, to segment two, we're going to talk some more edge rush. We're going to talk Josh Allen, of course, uh, at OTAs. Josh Allen was not there yesterday. Cam Robinson was. Ben Barch was. Evan Ingram probably can't until he signs his uh, tender, his franchise tender. Uh, you know, guys talk a lot about, and I know it's business, so we're not going to take things personal, but. You know, when it's not your chance to get money or a contract, fellas say all the right things. They say all the right stuff about how they want to be in Jacksonville and how they want Duval and how it's all about a championship. And I understand and I get it. I don't think for one minute, and this isn't me impugning anybody's character, but I don't think for one minute that the reason why Josh Allen is not uh, here is because he's just more comfortable working out somewhere else because he's been here in the past, right? So what's different this year? Well, this, this year is the last year of his contract. He's making about $10 million or so on the fifth-year option of his deal. And in my opinion, it has absolutely everything to do with why Josh Allen isn't here. Go ahead and take a look at your team without me. That's, that, that's what I get from it. See how you look without me and see how it feels to not have me, and maybe you'll work out a long-term deal with me. Nothing tells you how a team feels about a player than contract negotiations. If Josh Allen was Joey Bosa, like some Josh Allen fans believe he is, they would have re-signed that kid last year. They would have done something. They would have extended him. You'll never see those guys and Miles Garrett and all those. You'll never see them play on their 50 option without an extension coming. And I'm not saying the Jaguars won't extend Josh Allen. But Josh Allen has to be realistic, which most people aren't in the contract year. He has to be realistic. He hasn't earned that max money. And I'm not, I don't even know if he's asking for it, to be honest with you. I don't know if there have been negotiations. I, I have no idea. But uh, he played well, especially the second half of last year when the entire defense sort of picked it up. Uh, played well. He's one of those guys I like him, but I think his reputation is bigger than his actual output. That's just my opinion. And uh, he's almost the Cam Robinson of Ed Rusher. Like Cam Robinson is a solid NFL player, right? Can even be really good at times. 
but Ken Robinson was never going to get the kind of money that Juwan Taylor got on the open market because if he if he if he would he could if he could he would have done it. And I know they franchise tagged him, but he didn't have to sign the extension. He could have waited. Good thing for him he didn't because he got hurt. And so when you when you're injured and you you're on that market, somebody might try to give you a prove it deal. But this is why you take money early, and this is why teams offer guys money early. And you notice they didn't do that with Josh Allen. He didn't. They didn't. They never got to the point where they gave him an extension. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that don't realize this, but they do say stuff off the record sometimes. And you, I heard, I wasn't there, but I heard that there were some very powerful people that said Josh isn't the number one, he's the number two in terms of edge. He's not a number one, he's a number two. He needs a guy on the other side. There are guys in the, in the NFL that don't need that, that don't need you to give any kind of explanation for their play they don't i don't you could line me and three other people neck on the line with me and ryan green or or somebody david lamb and they're still gonna go get sacks that's saying a lot if i'm on the line right and still and the dudes still get sacked it's not always about sacks it's also about pressure so josh i from what i understand was very high when it comes to pressure but there were too many times during the game and sometimes i do this on sundays and I don't do it because I'm picking at him. I want to make that very clear. None of this stuff is ever personal to me. But I do it because people constantly tell me how good he is. So at critical junctures of some of these games, and there are some people that are witnesses to me. I'll tweet out, watch 41. Just watch it. And, and then I want you to do this. I want you to go watch guys from other teams. I want you to watch Chris Jones. And I know I'm mentioning Chris Jones and Nick Bosa and all of those dudes and those dudes and Aaron Donald. Yeah, those dudes are first ballot Hall of Famers with a book, right? If you're angry at me for comparing Josh Allen to those guys, then you're proving my point. You're proving my point that he is not super, super, super elite. And the worst thing you could do is pay someone super, super elite money when they aren't super, super elite. That's just something that you just can't do. So I don't know if Josh has a a different mindset or a different frame of mind when it comes to what the expectations are for him. In my opinion, though, he's just not, he, he, he's a really, really good player, but he ain't somebody that I'm gonna give a hundred million dollars to over five years. It's just not, he's just not that guy. And like I said, I don't even know if that's what he's asking for. I will tell you this next year, they can start working on Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if they'll do it next year, but they can start thinking about it and start, you know, the ball rolling, trying to figure out what they're going to do in terms of him. I think, Jamal Agnew will be up for his new deal. I believe he will be. I know this is year two. I think he signed a three-year contract. Um, so maybe there's some sort of an extension there, or maybe they'll play it out. But there are a boatload of guys that are going to start thinking. They got to think about Calvin Ridley. All right. They they literally have to start worrying about all of those guys that they drafted the same year that they drafted Trevor. But from the second round and beyond, those guys got to get taken care of. Maybe if you do it early, they can do it next year. But those guys have four-year contracts, like Tyson Campbell. This is his third season. So next year is his fourth. If you're going to extend guys early, you better do it next year. Because they have a boatload of dudes now. Uh, Andre Sisco, Tyson Campbell. That's the thing about having a, a draft where you get a bunch of guys who are starting and who, who are making a name for themselves when they're young. What happens is, is you got to take care of them all at the same time or strategically sort of stagger it so that you can get 
uh, most of those dudes under contract. And then at the non-premium position, you're either going to pay them a little bit less or you're going to let them walk and get a compensatory pick. Or you can be proactive like I would and just flat out trade them. And, and you decide what you're going to get as far as compensation. And go ahead and get it early. If, you know, if you know, I, I don't believe in we'll, we'll get the year of production and then let him walk. And then the following year, you'll get a draft pick. Because to me, that I'd rather do it the other way. And I have people in, in the business that actually have jobs in front office that, that say they, some people love the compensatory pick situation and some people can't stand it. They, they're like, compensatory picks just make you lazy and make you not want to do what you're supposed to do either resign or do don't hedge your bets you're going to resign or if you're not going to resign them. you want to max out what you did for them you need to trade them early trade them early if you know you're not going to stick around with them trade them early if you try to trade the dude with one year left on his contract they're going to say well we got to pay him right if you trade it with two years left they're like we can get two years out of him so we'll give you more for him and i don't believe in just jumping off off, off of guys, and I don't want to make it seem like that. But what I do believe is you have to we, – we, we're trusting your evaluation. If you're going to make an evaluation, make the evaluation and make the hard decisions and make the hard choices even if they're not popular. Don't just sit there and be a napkin in a windstorm or wherever the wind blows me and when it stops, that's where I'm going to end up. And I, I think that's what people do when they worry about compensatory uh, uh, picks and all of that kind of stuff. They want to see where they're at, get the production, and then just let a cat go. Like Juwan Taylor, they're going to end up probably getting a compensatory pick for Juwan Taylor because he left in free agency, right? Well, what will it be? Will it be a third-round pick? Will it be a second-round? I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to be, but if it's the Chiefs, if it's a second-round pick, it might as well be a third-round pick because it's, at the end of the, it's going to be at the end of the draft. At some sort of way, it's going to be one of those last three or four picks in the round. So that's why I say you got to kind of you got to kind of control your own stuff and, and not let other people dictate what you're going to do for your team. And a lot of it comes down to knowing what you have. You have to know what you have. And one player that I believe is going to have a breakout year and may even push to be like an all pro. I ain't talking about pro bowls because we know that that stuff is kind of not real, but an all pro. And I think that's Andre Cisco. I'm going to tell you. All about my feelings about the Cisco kid. What did I call him last year? I said that he was a, was he a real estate? It's something with real estate because he makes you pay for real estate, right? He's a tax collector. That's what he is. All right, we're going to talk about Andre Cisco in second three here on Locked on Jaguar. All right, segment three here on Locked on Jaguars talking Andre Cisco. You know who he reminds me of? When they, especially when they move him out and he's single high and he's by himself. He reminds me of Earl Thomas. He's a little bit bigger, but he reminds me of Earl Thomas. I know everybody thought I was going to say Ed Reed. I'm not going to be blasphemous and say that nobody reminds me of the GOAT at free safety. But Earl Thomas is still a good a good name to mention. He reminds me a little bit of Eric Berry also, where they just, it seems like they have a navigation system and they have the ability to, to go sideline to sideline. And they will thump. They can cover guys that can cover guys that are rangy guys that have a knack for making plays on the ball finding a way to get tip balls and, and interceptions and cisco's dangerous because he can run that thing back Andre cisco is fast i'm talking about fast fast so um i think this is a big year when they drafted him uh, out of syracuse he was coming off of an acl so it took him a little bit of time to get 
going, but man, once he got going, man, he showed up and showed out. And Andre Cisco is the absolute real deal at free safety. His body looks different this year. Andre Cisco is is extremely muscular. He's swole. That's what we call it. He's swole. But you can see it in his legs, you see it in his arms, you see it in his biceps. But he doesn't look slow. He doesn't look like he absolutely lost anything in the process of working out and gaining him up. You can tell who didn't skip leg day when he comes around. You can also tell a guy that takes his craft extremely serious and was able to spend this offseason getting bigger and stronger and really, really work out. He's just, it's just a buy-in. And Doug Peterson used that word yesterday when he described the team. He said it's the buy-in, man. The buy I think the special teams coordinator used it also when he said that when I forgot who asked him the question, but someone, it may have been Hayes Carline or, or uh, Mike, Michael Garocco, but somebody asked the uh, special teams coach, how do you know who's good at this or whatever? And he just said, buy in. When you get guys coming by your office, knocking on the door, asking, can they play special teams? That's what it is. And uh, that's the kind of buy in that makes a guy like Andre Cisco. I don't know if he's going to play special teams or not, but I was using that as an example. But it makes a guy like that spend the offseason working out. And you can probably imagine when he walks into the facility and the coach looks at him and says, well, we know who's been lifting and we know who's been working. And I think the quarterback of the defense or the quarterback of the back end of the defense is going to make a huge, huge impact and have a huge impact on this team this season. Andre Cisco, watch it. I'm telling you. And I didn't say Pro Bowl. I said all pro. All pro. I think right now, if you line him and Jesse Bates up, and y'all know how much I love Jesse Bates, I take Cisco over Jesse Bates right, right now. I do it. That's how I feel about it. I absolutely uh, think that he is going to be tremendous. And I ain't, look, Rayshon Jenkins has done the same thing. He he came in looking all yoked up and worked out. But Cisco, pay close attention to him when you see him in the preseason or you see him in training camp, and tell me that he doesn't look different. And usually when you talk about special players, they look different. And Cisco, to me, this year, is primed to have a huge season. Now, what if you get this? What if you get an improvement from Devin Lloyd? You get the same play from Olukan at linebacker. You get Devon Hamilton doing what he's supposed to do and what he's always done. And he looks good, too, by the way. He should. He got all that money, right? And then Trayvon turns out and, and turns up and gets you 10, 11 sacks. And more than, more than that, he gets holding penalties on the other team and pushes them back to first and 20. And and he's just disruptive. And he's still that same physical freak that he is in the run game. And he creates turnovers. And he cuts down those penalties. Don't you like the fact that in that interview he said, I made some egregious mistakes. Basically, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get rid of that. It's critical times of the game, and I can't do it. That's just wanting to be great and then just not being able to control yourself, getting a little bit excited. But the first thing he did was when he talked about improvement, he said, I gotta cut down on those mistakes that I made in critical moments. And if you get all of these guys compared to and Andre Cisco also and then Tyson Campbell on the other side, this defense has a chance to be very, very special. And it's all going to be on Mike Caldwell. Mike, we are watching you, man. We are watching you. I know y'all watching me here on the Locked On Dragon Watch podcast every single day. But also make sure you watch. You see on that little box on the thumbnail that I'm on, if you're watching on YouTube, watch Locked On NFL. 
because today is locked on NFL show with myself and James Lapine should be out, should be out right now. So make sure you tap in on that as well. All right. We're going to see you guys tomorrow. What we're going to talk about tomorrow. We're going to look at more guys on the roster that we think can have a huge impact. The guys that could, forgotten guys. We're going to try to make sure we don't forget them and uh, we uh, get the impact that they want us to have or that we want them to have. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. He don't lock on Jaguars. Y'all take care of each other. We'll see you.